<laughs> Happy Halloween. You're listening to Spook Footage, a spooky show where your two pals, Joe and Ray, watch movies, but Ray hasn't seen many. <laughs> Nothing scares me more than uncultured friends. But we'll see if it's wonder or blunder for heroic Joseph Peppy to try to save his friend. <laughs> there will be major plot details discussed, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Also, we won't be using any of that foul, foul language, so your grandma can listen. Okay. Mark footage! <laughs> Howdy, folks. My name is Marble, and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Ray, and my pronouns are he, him. Listener, beware. You're in for a scare. <laughs> Wait, I think we're doing different podcasts. No, Wait. We're, we're, I feel like we're all on the same page, probably. This is definitely over, which. Mm-hmm. When we're your three best friends. Your new I, best friend. Your new best friend. I'm melting down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Joe, start, start it proper. Go. I, I did. Listener, be, beware, you're in for a scare. Welcome back to Mock Footage. My name is Joe Langlois, and this week we will be discussing the Goosebumps movie. My name is Ray DeRoso, and I'm too scared to watch the Banana Splits movie, so here we are. I specifically, I specifically requested that we watch Banana Splits, and now that it's recording day, I'm like, wow, I really don't want to watch Banana Splits because they're probably going to have a lot of dead people in it, and I don't want to see that. Who is this third voice for the second, third week in a row? I, I think we're haunted. Howdy, folks. My name is Marble, and my pronouns are she. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Marble. It's so good to have you here. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, I know. I I have been trying to sneak on your podcast uh, comically to no avail for uh, many a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All you had to do was knock on the door, and we would have let you in. What a comedy of errors we, we were. Felt- we felt that it was appropriate to have you join us during the month of spook. The month of spook. That's so, my favorite month. Here we are. Um, and I know that none of us actually have ever seen the Goosebumps movie, but we're all fairly familiar with Goosebumps canon. Mm-hmm. Monster so... Blood 2, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Marble, why don't you get us started? What, what do you think that the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black is all about? I think it's going to be about that one book, the Goosebumps book where all like they they they're in the school and then they go to the alternate dimension inside the school where everything's black and white, but okay. they're still in color, but like all the people are grayscale and then they're like, "Oh wow, those people have uh any color at all, any sort of hue and or saturation." And then they, they chase them and then or it's that one where they all get stuck in the mirrors and like the people who live inside the mirrors are like evil versions of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And at the end you were the evil version the entire time. Or it's going to be the one where the person turns into a bee. That was a weird mm. one because it wasn't really that scary. It's just about a person who turns into a bee. <laughs> That's just the bee movie. I guess the bee yeah. From Minecraft. 
Yeah, they turn into the Minecraft bee. Um, I I thought it was gonna be about the one where it's the that person who was doing piano lessons, and then the janitor was a mad scientist the whole time and wanted their hands to make a perfect piano player. I'm definitely Ooh, conflating. I remember that at least two of them, but there's one where the dad's like, like it's don't go in the basement. I think is what it's called, and the dad has a secret lab down there. But also, and there's, there's a plant monster goo and ooze and or a plant monster. Yeah, that might so... be monster blood. Oh, okay. No, right. monster blood is definitely different. I don't remember how, but I'm sure it is. Is it Monster Blood 2, 3, or 4 I'm thinking of then? Because there are multiple Monster Bloods. Yeah, there's three Monster Bloods. That was a very successful series, from what I understand. Um, Thanks, R.L. Stein. Thank you. It could also be the one where the the kid wants to form a band, but he has a condition where he never sweats, so he uh, slowly... (laughs) Starts Melts. growing hair everywhere, and then oh, right. turns out that he never sweats because he's a dog, and that's uh-huh. that's yeah. He had like two different color eyes or something like that, or one of the other people did. I thought it was going to be the one where the girl moves into the new house, and then it was zombies all along. That's that's Welcome to Dead the House, house the, the very house first move, movie. Get I think book. it's the one where it's the one kid's thirteenth birthday, and he like <laughs> turns into a mermaid. <laughs> I don't know when. I don't know how. Um, I think it could be. Oh, it's so that one was called My Hairiest Adventure. I'm mm, looking at the mm. the list of. Uh, oh, y'all remember Ghost Beach? I don't, but I want to go there. It's the one with the uh, beach <laughs> and the ghosts. Uh, no, but they like they like make the friends. They make the friends, and then they turn out to be ghosts. And then yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh oh, the one, the the one where like the the girl is dead the whole time. She's the ghost, and she had to save somebody. But you didn't know she was a ghost because she died in a fire at the opening of the we movie. We did the six months, right? Right. Okay, so here's the actual plot of this movie. It's literally all the plots into one. I think that we're going to go through the entire series of Goosebumps books. They're all uh, going to be in one, and oh, Jack oh, Black plays R.L. Stein. Were you talking about piano lessons can be murder? Yes. Yes, oh, that was the one. That's a hilarious name for a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, like, that's, like... Like, people still, these days, try to come up with good names for stuff, but, like, we've already peaked. Piano lessons <laughs> yeah. can be murder. Wait, um, so I think, Ray, stay- I think you're right. I think Jack Black does play R.L. Stein in this movie, and, like, so just a bunch of weird stuff happens to him, and that's what inspires these books? No, um, so I have a theory, and by theory I mean I think I'm pretty sure this is what happens because I've definitely seen this movie because this is the required uh, uh, podcast sentences I need to say for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, if Jack Black plays R.L. Stein, who has written all these books and they all come to life. Oh. All the things come to life and try to destroy the world. And so we get Slappy, we get Stay Out of the Basement, we get The Mask, we get Horrorland Monsters, we get... So did R.L. Stein write The Mask? With Jim Carrey? Yeah, for sure. Yeah? Definitely. Alright, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I buy it. I buy it. Sure, why not? Um, 
We get Harry Boy. We get gnomes. We get what else? The mummy? Is there a mummy one? There has to be a mummy Curse one, the right? Mummy's Tomb, book five. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm currently um, looking at the list of Goosebumps books. Um, we get Ghost Camp. I think was one of them, where it's like Ghost Beach, but there's, you're a camp. <laughs> there's one. That sounds, that sounds about right. I feel like there was an offshoot series or something. I remember a big like goo monster at a camp. A big purple goo monster. Kind of like the fib from VeggieTales. Not to bring it back <laughs> to uh, the beginning. But like it was like a big purple blob that just kept growing. Wasn't and... that the horror at Camp Jelly Jam? Or am yes, I making that up? Yes, that's the one. The horror at Camp Jelly Jam. I am now looking at the list too. My, so. my guess was going to be book 55, the blob that ate everyone. Oh, that might be it too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, I, I relate to this one a lot. Don't go to sleep. I just, that's just me. Just me, me when I don't go to sleep. Yeah. So I think the movie is R.L. Stein trying to get all of the the monsters from the books back into the, to the magic mm-hmm. enchanted book um, so it's to, to stop chaos. It's Inkheart starring Jack Black. Yes. Uh, right. Exactly. Hey, uh, Ray, have you seen Inkheart? No, I don't know what that is. Can I? Can, yes. Can we do an episode where we talk about Inkart? Yeah, you can come back for Inkart because I've seen that like halfway through. Wait, TV isn't once. that the one with like Nicolas Cage? Hey, now we can't do Inkart during the Goosebumps episode. I'm pretty sure it has Brendan Fraser in it. I've seen it once, and I remember being like, "This is nothing like the book, so it's terrible." But I don't actually know <laughs> if it was a good movie or not. Brendan Fraser has only been in two movies, and that is The Mummy and George of the Jungle. And, well, what about Encino, man? I don't know that movie. Sounds like someone's never seen a movie called Furry Vengeance. I don't know any of these (laughs) movies. So, yeah, that's the basic plot. Um, let's... What? What is the basic plot? Oh, right, okay, the, the books come R.L. Stein has to has save to... the world from the monsters he created. Now, did, did, like, a shaman or a... Did some kind of warlock bring these creatures into being? No, he he's a magic sorcerer book so writer. So he accidentally, like, when he wrote a book about his book monsters coming to life, and then they all did. And he has to write what was wrong. Right, like, he wrote the books, and they were all alive, and then he trapped them so they wouldn't cause trouble. And then he decided to write a book about that, and then the events start happening. Who's, uh, who's the supporting cast here? Slappy the dummy. <laughs> so Slappy's, a Slappy's like, kind of like Slimer, like, just along for the ride? Slappy's a friend. Slappy, you think Slappy's the villain? Slappy's a friend this time. Very anti-hero, maybe. Slappy played by John Mulaney. John Mulaney. <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's one of the supporting characters. Viewers beware. You're in for a scare. I'm so excited to hear that. I'm so excited for that. And if that if that doesn't happen during the movie, I'm going to be completely let down. Mm-hmm. What if they don't say that line? Yeah. Bum, bum, um, bum, 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 bum. If they don't have arf, the theme song arf. from the TV show, yeah, yeah. If they don't yeah. have the theme song from the yeah. TV show, I th- it's 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 an immediate zero out of ten for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least some rendition on it. Yeah, something like uh, something. Please. Does R.L. Stein die at the end? I forget. Sure. Yes. <laughs> How does that happen, Marvel? 
so R.L. Stein is forced to confront his inner demons when he accidentally writes a character that comes to life uh, whose name is <laughs> his name is Jack Black <laughs> and it's the same actor uh, Jack Black of course but like two feet taller mm-hmm. and just absolutely shredded Okay, uh, which is okay. CGI which it's like dubious CGI mm-hmm. um, and uh, then Jacked Black helps him recover the slab that lets all the things in the museum come to life at night. Museum. It's a museum. Right. And the, the big twist at the end, because we always need a twist at the end of a Goosebumps book, is that when R.L. Stein died, Jacked Black took over that persona, mm-hmm. and now he's the writer. Right. But does everything he writes comes to life? Because if so... Jack Black wanna... is a... Er, Jack Black. R.L. Stein is a title. If so, I'm going to start collecting buckets of monster blood. Just... I don't know. I don't know why. It's just... it feel like it would be cool to have. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be some monetary value to them. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't... Well, I don't need... I don't need monetary value. I just... I just need monster blood. You just need monster blood? It's <laughs> sentimental gross and gooey. Value. It's gross and gooey. <laughs> you just want to play with it. Flow. Um, yeah. No, I can make those like stim videos. With monster blood. <laughs> with monster blood. Um, it's like, it's like, it's like just the, the like stim videos where they play with like, like, like goop that they made. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. instead of goop, it's monster blood, which is goop. It you is know, goop. Just less, That's important to know. Just a little it, bit more unsettling. Mm-hmm. It's Marvel. just branded as oh, blood from a monster. I thought you were joking about the gnomes, but there's literally a book called Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes. Uh, that's what I was referencing. <laughs> yes, I, I thought that was a Michigan Chiller. No, the Michigan Chillers one is a uh, Petoskey Poltergeist. Um, oh, right. It starts off with the, the garden gnomes, and then it goes. they go to some magic island or something. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm Mackinac Island. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, oh, Marvel, this one's called was... Go Eat Worms. Go eat worms. <laughs> Go eat worms. Sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> what was your favorite scene from the movie? Uh, my favorite scene is when R.L. S- they reveal that R.L. Stein wrote Castle in the Attic, uh, which I believe is Goosebumps adjacent. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not spooky, but, like, it's got that, like, hmm, what an odd happenstance question mark. Well, so, it's it's really clever because he uses it as a like an escape. Like he's on the run and he just writes up a castle in the attic really fast, and then he can hide he, there for a little while. Well, yeah, he's running away from Jack Black, mm-hmm. and he writes castle in the attic, uh, really fast while he's running away, and then he <laughs> throws the book at Jack Black, allowing him enough time to escape. <laughs> to escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. My favorite scene in this movie is when Slappy, played by John Mulaney. Um, takes the camera, like a, a picture camera, and points it at the blob and says, and takes a picture and it immediately disintegrates and he says, say cheese and die again. <laughs> and then he comically drops a beehive on him and says, why I'm afraid of bees released April 1994. <laughs> 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 ISBN zero five nine zero four seven seven four zero four. 
And then the abominable snowman shows up and he says, Uh-oh, beware the snowman released January 1997. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, this is not a sponsored episode of Mock Footage, mm-hmm. um, but go Just read some Goosebumps. Fun. Welcome to our Goosebumps podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Viewer Beware. It's our podcast oh for God. Goosebumps. Don't say, don't say I, things like, like that. Okay, Ray, you're making me want to start because there's enough there's enough Goosebumps <laughs> books where we could kind of like no 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 we're not letting Ray start another podcast no. <laughs> All right, I think we have I have I think we have something. Well, there, I, right? I want to. I think one of my favorite scenes. It's really goofy. Is when the when the other big blob monster is kind of going like like approaching toward uh rl stein and uh then finds themselves in front of a big like industrial fan that's blowing and then all mm. the goop just starts flying onto rl stein and it's like very much like uh that nickelodeon uh gack like uh, just covered in goo it's it's really silly and really um nails down the goosebumps aesthetic Oh yeah, for sure. And then like somebody in the background is laughing that maniacal laughter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not expl- it's the narrator is also a character here. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, that uh, Well, I think that's the big twist, right? Is at the end we find out that the narrator is Jack Black. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is the story of how he became R.L. Stein. Right. Does that make sense yeah, to you, Marvel? It, it, it's Yeah, well, it was interesting because up until this movie, nobody knew that Jack Black and R.L. Stein were literally the same person Uh in real life. Yeah, it's a biopic. Yeah, yeah, this is is a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man, let's go watch it. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've already seen it so it's, many. It's, okay. I haven't. I haven't seen it since last year. When it came uh, out. When it came out <laughs> last year. year. <laughs> uh, the joke behind that is that all of us thought this movie came out in 2018, but actually, it's been just a little bit longer than that. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. just a few years. Just a yeah, no, just a little bit. Just yeah, just a little bit. All right, let's go eat some popcorn. Marble, make sure not to get any monster blood in there, because we're not allowed to have blood in our popcorn, apparently. Yeah, that's what yeah I us. mean, like, I, I'll eat it on my own time, but I understand that, like, in this facility, it's kind of like a health code thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's let's make, like, a Goosebumps, and uh, the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. <laughs> Released June 1994, ISBN 0590477420. <laughs> Listener, I'm glad I have your attention. Do you want to hear something truly bone-chilling? There are other great podcasts on this network that you might not be listening to. For instance, have you heard of Badvertising? Badvertising is a podcast wherein the hosts are ad executives who take your favorite brands and then create a product and a viral ad campaign that will be sure to end in failure. Hosted by Penny Parker, Lily Boo Lennox, and Haley Rose, airing every other Monday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else you might get your podcasts.
advertising. Your dissatisfaction is guaranteed. <laughs> but if fear of being brainwashed by advertising isn't bad enough for you, perhaps you should take your time and listen to Netflix and Kill. Netflix and Kill is Lunar Light Studios' premier horror movie podcast. It's for horror enthusiasts who are ready to plunge into the depths of Netflix. And you never know what you might find down there. Some of those movies are truly terrifying, and some of them are horrifyingly awful. Either way, Netflix and Kill is here to make sure that your nightmares stay plentiful. <laughs> Happy International Day of Nonviolence to commemorate the birthday of Mahatma Gandhi. Happy International Day of Nonviolence to commemorate the birthday of Mahatma Gandhi. Happy non... When you... It... When you don't do a rude and that's good day. All right. (laughs) (laughs) To To celebrate, we watched a movie that was kind of violent sometimes. Yeah, it was a yeah, little violent. Yeah. It was more violent than I expected it to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more fiction gore than I expected. Um, we did not see a... Well, I was going to say we didn't see a drop of blood throughout that entire movie, but that's not true. Yeah, yeah we did bit. see a drop a of blood. Bit. There was, there was some slight bit. blood. She said that he had been cut on the face, and I thought... On the face. I thought that she was like completely messing with him. I didn't realize Me there too. actually was a cut. Like, yeah. oh, it's hairline. Oh, I noticed it right away. I was like, that's blood. <laughs> was it monster blood? <laughs> monster blood four? I declare a thumb mm. war. From de- released December 1997, <laughs> ISBN 0590039987X. <laughs> you kind of nailed the plot of this movie. Was I R.L. Stein the whole time? I think so. I think you might have been R.L. Stein the whole time. Ray Leisure Stein. Your middle name is Leisure? Yes. Okay. Like Ledger, like a, a, a copy of, of records. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but it's not. It's, it's not that at all. Mm-mm. I'm a person. I'm going to run through it real quick. Okay. <laughs> New in town, Zach, and his mom, Gail? Yes. By Amy Ryan. Yes. Uh, they have recently moved to a small town because of her, like, their dad, his dad. Okay, let me try this again. Zach's dad <laughs> died, so they moved to a new town, and she's the vice principal. Mom is the vice principal at this, uh, in this new town. And, um, and Zach's a real Zach scumbag. Zach is a real scumbag. Thank you, Marvel. Yes. Uh, he just sighs and groans at everything, and he's stinks and he's mean to everyone and uh we're introduced to aunt lorraine who's kind of extra but a generous and kind soul um and then he gets a weird threat from the next door neighbor played by jack black to stay away from his house and his daughter and then they won't have a problem um but the daughter hannah continues to like try to become friends with zach um, and she, they become friends, and 
then Zach thinks that she's in danger, so he calls the police and invades their home to try to find her. Um, and instead, what he finds is that this mystery man living next door is R.L. Stein, and um, all of the original manuscripts contain the spirits of the monsters that have been created. And when the when he opens the books, the monsters start to come out. One of the monsters that is released is Slappy, and Slappy then goes on this revenge kick of getting all of the monsters out and terrorizing the town um, because they have all been stuck on the bookshelf for so long. And then the rest of the movie is R.L. Stein, daughter Hannah, protagonist Zack, best friend Champ, trying to fight back against the monsters and get them all sucked back into the book of verse uh, before any permanent damage is done. And they succeed. Also, Hannah's a ghost. That's it's it is just Inkheart, but with the goosebumps. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen Inkheart. Well, now you know what Inkheart is about. Now it's you know just about. goosebumps, Inkheart, Inkheart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, it's interesting is that Inkheart actually did use the Goosebumps book as a plot point. So, like, it literally is the same plot start to finish. Wow. In fact, I'm I'm not sure why they didn't just call it Inkheart. <laughs> did we uh, so did we like this movie yeah. I, I i i liked it way more than i thought i would yeah same, same. yeah especially like the start like the first scene is zach like in the car with his mom he's like couldn't you have taken a job anywhere else guantanamo bay north korea detroit and it's like oh that was very silly come on dude that like mm-hmm. chill for a second he just he groans about like the first like half hour of the movie is just him being uh upset about everything yeah, yeah but about it, it and making it, it everyone else's problem yeah yeah but if he didn't start there he wouldn't have character growth and cared about other people that's true he did have that nice scene at the end where he hugs his mom and i was like mm-hmm. Aw. it was mm-hmm. really sweet um yeah yeah. Um, I think so. As a Goosebumps related franchise item, there weren't many twists and turns. I think my favorite twist was when I said at the opening scene, "Man, this is kind of like Beetlejuice with the music and the overhead shot." Uh-huh. And then in the credits, we saw that Danny Elfman from Beetlejuice composed the music uh-huh. for this movie. Danny Elfman Beetlejuice, as his full name. Mm-hmm. It was that was the best twist for me. That was cool. That was, I mean, like, I was excited to see that. I do question uh, Mr. Elfman's, Elfman's, Elfman's judgment in not including the original TV show theme song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. That was one big disappointment. There was no, yeah. no even allusions to it. No listener beware, you're in for a scare. None of that. Maybe it'll be in the second one. No, we were in for a scare, though. We were. Oh, we I were like in for a scare. Implied. This had spooks. It had ghouls, ghosties, slappy. It had slappy. Slappy was spooky. Scritches and scratches. It had um a wolf man. Did have a wolf man. Um, so like basically, you know, Slappy's like opening all the books. Every single Goosebumps book is being opened, and its monsters are being released upon the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Slappy is burning the books so that they can't be 
reabsorbed. Um, which is why R.L. Stein Jack Black has to write a, a new book that will contain every single one of the monsters that have been unleashed On upon his the world. Specific magical typewriter. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And the 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 part of that that like really brings me a lot of personal joy is that there are goosebumps books that that aren't that spooky mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that that is it, it 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 it's delightful to think about because there is a book in goosebumps where uh, a boy goes to a clinic to switch bodies with another human being but then he accidentally switches bodies with a bee and that means that unleashed upon this world is just a bee with the brain of a human child. <laughs> um, you know, he's not like scary. He's not going to hurt anyone. He's just a bee. And now he's trapped in the hell book too. Also. Yeah. Um, with all the other nightmares. This poor, um, poor yeah. Animorphs disaster. There's, there's a book where a child finds out that he was part of an experiment to turn experiment to turn people's dogs into humans um, so for most of his life, he thought he was a human child, but then he slowly starts reverting until the end of the book. Big he brother. Becomes... <laughs> hey, Joe, I'm going to have to ask <laughs> you to not do that. Hey, can you not? Um, can you not he, take that at the, out? At the end of the book, he just becomes a dog. So depending that's on actually what point very the... scary. Depending on well, yeah, it's like existentially horrifying. But depending mm-hmm. on what point of the book he was released from, he is either uh, just a very hairy person or literally just a dog. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. like a scary dog that like bites people and mm-hmm. is evil. Just but a just, dog. Just 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 a dog. Like I I just I love to I love to visualize that because we didn't really see that in the movie. They didn't spend any time like going one by one and like oh look there's the egg monsters from mars oh look there's uh beware the snowman released january 1997 <laughs> isbn 0590568884 um yeah but, they like, they don't spend a lot of time going through every single monster but mm-hmm. we do see yeah. a good number of them yeah we see very many i have to say I did not see a single monster from a Goosebumps book that I have actually read, <laughs> which um, is which is fine. Um, and I feel like it's my bad for not like reading up on the lore. I mean, it's fine. Uh, the only the ones I cared about most were the ghouls, who were definitely from Welcome to Dead House, the very first mm-hmm. book, and Hannah, who is the ghost. I think she's referencing the ghost next door. I yeah, think the ghost that didn't um, know she was a ghost for the whole book. Yeah, and then she and then she did. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Yeah, I haven't read most of the monsters we saw except for Slappy and a couple others. Yeah, it's really more of the a Goosebumps vibe, like for me. Like it's just it's just this big uh, menagerie of of weird, creepy monsters that are all different shapes and sizes, and um, I don't know. It's it's fun. I- Kind of a monster mash when you think kind of about a monster it. mash. Kind of a it. monster mash mm-hmm. and a little bit of a graveyard smash. There was a graveyard <laughs> smash scene for sure. Yeah, yes. they did have that graveyard smash in there. John, so I really Slappy was not 
a friend. He was kind of the main villain. He could have been a friend. He was. He could have been a friend, but he was broken. Deeply sad. He was not voiced by John Mulaney. He was voiced by Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a mistake, but you know that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I find that every piece of media can be improved by giving a very fun, cartoonish character the voice of John, John Mulaney. Mulaney. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> And it's only happened once, but from that one example, I feel like I can just sort of paint the whole picture. <laughs> um, I really liked all the small details, mm-hmm. but I especially liked how there was just a carnival in the forest, and I don't care if it's not Horrorland, it's Horrorland in my heart. And Horrorland was like the book I read like six times for some reason. And now we're talking about childhood book reading because it's a Goosebumps movie. (laughs) What else are we going to do? That scene was really nice where Hannah takes Zach out into the woods and there's this like broken down carnival that still has like the lights lit up and everything. It was really nice. And And it was functioning. Yeah. It was actually a cute scene too when they like climb up on the Ferris wheel Mm -hmm. and they're just like chilling out. And then like Zach is like, can I ask you? A very serious and important question. And Hannah's like, yeah, what is it? And he's like, how do we get down from here? And I'm like, that's that's cute. That's yeah. That was realistic. That was cute. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I love that. A lot. So a lot of like the romance points for all the different characters are actually super cute and not like in the way of the plot, yeah. which is yeah. nice. The one exception to that being the teacher that's hitting on mom vice principal like yep in like oh yeah he's laying it on thick yeah and and the good part about that is that amy ryan's just like not having it she's like this is a bad time like don't like like, what are you doing like i'm worried about my son go away (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a big fan of this (laughs) and then we get to see jack black and uh the lorraine uh, Aunt Lorraine have a moment. For some reason, I didn't see that coming at all. And it was like, oh, yeah. I didn't either. I didn't <laughs> either. And here's here's where I'm at just personally as a human person is that usually forced het romance is like a, a quick turnoff. Mm-hmm. But like I was like when that happened, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were sweet. both very sweet about it, which Absolutely. was nice. And also they realized the gravity of their situation and said, we'll pick this up later. <laughs> yeah. Like, not a great time, but yes, we'll trade numbers. (laughs) Also, a lot of people, a lot of people got frozen. And as you know, in, in real life, that does do a dead. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it's goose, it's It's goosebumps, so it's fine. I mean, one kid did get like picked up and eaten by a 40 foot tall giant mantis. um, Mm -hmm. And he was fine. He got better. He got better. He was fine. He was okay. Yeah. I mean, he has, like, a full-body cast, but he's okay. Yeah. He'll get through the day. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Aunt Lorraine kind of got MVP when she used her car to run the wolfman into a garbage I think I just killed dumpster. that bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, Aunt Lorraine was, like, kind of a bad uh, she she did a lot of cool stuff she did a lot of cool helpful things that made her a compelling character Mm -hmm. in the movie yes Mm -hmm. because she was in fact attacked by you know ghost dog sorry i'm just realizing they like they make a point that the main character has to have growth 
for a, a real Goosebumps story. And that does happen with Zack to, to some extent. Like, he starts off really crappy and he gets better throughout the movie. Um, but I, I find it interesting that the movie itself seems to grow at the same time. Like, when yeah. they introduce Aunt Lorraine, the movie frames her as being, like, just as extra and annoying as Zack is seeing her. Like, the movie frames her as being kind of obnoxious. Um, but as the movie, as you get deeper into it, she becomes more and more integral to the plot and more and more important and more and more likable. Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, a more obvious example of that is with uh, R.L. Sine himself, who is very weird and creepy until mm-hmm. we reveal that he's trying to keep people safe from the mm-hmm. mo- book monsters. And then he opens up to the other characters, too. And yeah. he's actually a goobus. He is consistently weird, and I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, there is the growth of Slappy, who... Oh, no, he doesn't do much, does he? Not, no. He, oh, but we do... Go ahead. He's, he's yeah, I mean, he reveals boy. where his motives are coming from. He's tormented by being stuck on the shelf for so long. And, unfortunately, the... Um, movie's resolution to that is to stick all the monsters on the shelf forever Um, which i was really hoping they were gonna live in harmony i really was i i I, there was a moment that i thought that's where the movie was going but yeah honestly i I thought that's where it was going um during the scene where they first released the abominable snowman Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he at at first did not seem very threatening. Yeah. You yeah. know, he like, he like raids a, a like candy machine and steals the Skittles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, nah, he tries to do a big murder and that's like mm, wrong, I guess. But he only <laughs> does a big murder because he hears the click of the lock on the book and he does not want to go back just mm-hmm. like every single monster. Yeah. I, they, they don't have a lot of agency in this situation. Yeah. So I, I sympathize mm-hmm. also um, if you need a excuse to feel bad for the monsters, the scene where they uh, shove a bunch of garden gnomes in the garbage disposal yeah. and in the <gasps> oven and melt their faces, like uh-huh. that kind of that kind of where they plant a bomb in a school bus and blow them all to high heaven. Yeah, yeah, that has like some disturbing implications mm-hmm. in this day and age. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, Zach, where'd you uh, learn how to do that with some chemistry? Why do you know chemicals? how to make a bomb? YouTube. YouTube. Probably YouTube. No. Yeah, that's no. not good. It's that's not, not on YouTube, Zach. That's stop. not that's not great, Zach. Zach, stop. You're gonna get in trouble. Zach. <laughs> Zach, stop. Can we talk about Champ a little bit? Yes. I would love to talk about Champ because Champ, I think, made me feel every emotion I have ever felt about a character. <laughs> yeah. Like at first I was like, Wow, I love this kid. He's great. And then I was like, Okay, laying it on a little thick, my dude. Yeah. Um and I went, I went back and forth between those those two emotions yeah. about him. The whole. I'm movie. pretty sure you both said, uh, "Champ, read the room" about ten times yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah, because also, he does not understand situations. Yeah, he 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 does cause some mischief here and there, but also he's kind of just like really, just like really, really obsessed with the idea of girls. You know, yeah. And like he—it shows that he has like a, a a thing for like one specific girl mm-hmm. in the auditorium. But then, like when he talks to Zach about girl, uh, he literally just says girls, and he asks Hannah if she has any friends that he could yeah date. And then uh-huh. yeah, 
I he's kind of he's a little bit of a pest. I I, I am under the impression I'm going I'm going to come to the defensive champ and just say that that is because he's in high school and he that's how he feels like he's supposed to act like that's like you know he's he's toxic toxic masculinity toxic toxic mm-hmm. masculinity it'll, it'll it'll ruin a vibe. Yeah, he just needs to read the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the second book, we learn that he broke up with that girl and that he has a loving boyfriend. Yeah. And it's Zach. Um, Aww. <laughs> yeah. They did have some very sweet moments. Yeah. Um, wow. But the... he Like, he isn't nothing. Like, he, 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 like, drops the lamp and gets the Yeti's attention. But he also does, like, close the book at the end. Like, he's there. He's, he's helping. He's not yeah. just a dead weight. And he yeah, also sure. is the most terrified of everything that's mm-hmm. happening. So, like, I think that, like, the fact that he does anything at all is really cool and astounding. Yeah. He bit a wolf man and it ran away because he had silver fillings. That was, fillings. That was so cool. I was not ready for that. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. It was unfortunately set up to that kind of forced het romance that is so mm-hmm. yeah. yucky. But, like, I feel like every single person, like, ended up in a het couple by the end. Yeah. Not mom. Not mom. Not mom. Mom never... stayed independent. I'm proud of her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so speaking of like things that we said over and over and over again during the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> the skeleton? It was... Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, it was interesting how at every twist and turn, people decided it would be appropriate to remind Zach that he does in fact have a skeleton inside him at all times. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like every time there is a new character introduced, they just turned to Zach and they were like, did you know that you have a skeleton inside of you right now? Well, the biggest existential dread we received was from Hannah when she revealed that she, she knew she was a ghost and she's like, yeah, I don't have a skeleton I, in, in fact, me I'm right the now. I'm here that doesn't have a skeleton in me right now. I haven't had a skeleton since I died. I was born dead. And okay, you, Zach, you do. You have a skeleton inside you right now. (laughs) The most busted part for me was when Champion said, "I've the the skeleton's been talking since I've been four years old. It's it's been the skeleton doing the talking." (laughs) I don't know what that means, Champ. I have I have brief moments of lucidity, but it's usually the the skeleton at the wheel. Slappy came to free everyone of the skeletons inside them, and they said no. <laughs> now that's a horrifying thought. Slappy's um, like, I'm gonna take the skeletons out of you, because they're that's bad. That's much more, that makes Slappy much more terrifying of a villain. If you're listening to this episode right now, and you don't remember all the skeleton talk in the Goosebumps movie, <laughs> that's because it was unique to this watch. Now, um. I am surprised, because I thought that, like, there would be a skeleton in this movie. Yeah. But there kind of wasn't. There yeah. was not a single skeleton no, throughout. Ske- I guess that's too dark. Yeah. Too there dark was in the, the ending credits, there was a skeleton in the ground. Oh, there was. At the yeah. graveyard. Like, it was one of the first shots we saw. Now, would you say that it was a spooky, scary skeleton? <laughs> spooky, scary skeleton. <laughs> would you say that it sent shivers down your spine? Sent shivers down my... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh? I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, I speaking I think... of pages, there are a lot of books in this movie. Sorry, Marvel, continue. No, that was I. I. I mean, there there were a lot of books in this movie. You make a cogent point. Um, 
such as Welcome to Camp My- Nightmare, released July 1993, ISBN 0590466194. Um, and I, 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 I just, I, I still just am delighted to think, I, I'm still running through all the Goosebumps books I've read in my head and just thinking about, like, how innocuous things made it into the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, um, like Monster Blood. Like, like they're... They mm-hmm. just summoned a bucket of green goop, and it just sat there, and that's that's the horror. Mm-hmm. That's uh-huh. it. And just Slappy just toted it around it around with him. <laughs> they didn't even use it for anything. They just had monster mm-hmm. blood, and they were like, "Well, I already burned the book. I can't put it." They in, made I some can't stim videos anywhere. with it. And... <laughs> yeah, Slappy <laughs> makes stim videos. <laughs> that's that's how they start coexisting with, re- yeah. with real life. They monster start. Blood they, is they, the they all be they all become YouTube yeah. stars. Hey, Zach's I love like, that. I gotta show you this thing called YouTube. <laughs> you don't Man, actually they have to kill R.L. Stein and also an entire town. You could <laughs> just start a vlog. You could be famous, <laughs> Slappy. Honestly, all of those monsters, like I would watch their YouTube channels mm-hmm. for Me? sure. Definitely. Me too. They're all probably very. They all probably have a creative side. Also, one of the channels would be about a bee. With the mind of a, mind of a child. child. I'm more interested in the child with the mind of a bee. I mean, it's a double YouTube channel. They both oh. upload. Oh yeah, that is that is that is part of it. That is part of it. <laughs> is that the bee, the bee's mind is inside the child, just so constantly like, seeking out honey. It literally, yes, that's literally that's a thing that happens in the book, and I'd like to think that they both made it out of that book. I love flowers a lot, and sometimes I feel like I'm a bee. You are. You're so sweet. Thanks, bud. Aww. Like a honeybee. Um, I really liked. There was one reference in particular that I enjoyed a lot because it wasn't a monster. It was the the cuckoo clock in the the bodega mm-hmm. of the Steins. Um, and a little bird popped out, and I'm like, "That's the cuckoo clock of doom. If it strikes thirteen, you're gonna die." <laughs> Weird thing to keep in your house. Yeah, in the basement. Just like 900 bear traps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. Stay out of the basement. What can I say? Stay out of the basement. That sounds like a Goosebumps book. Well, what's the what's, when did it come out? At least 1990. I don't. I don't have the list in front of me. I'm a bad podcaster. Is there a stay out of the basement book? Yeah. Yes, there is. Okay. Or don't go in the basement. It's one of the two. Something about basement. Basement. The basement. Basement verboten. You were the oh, basement. Oh, oh, I understand. You're talking about book two, Stay Out of the Basement, released July 1992, ISBN 0590545 yes. yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I'm glad that you said it in a in a way that both of us could understand. Yeah, it also has 122 pages and was included in the reprint collection Monster Edition <laughs> number one and Classic Goosebumps number 22. But Did that's you know... Point. That if you're having a conversation with a friend and you're reading the book title, if you don't include the ISBN, you won't know what they're talking yeah. about. How will they know? What if there's two books with the same title? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad that we all watched this movie. I want to know from both of you um, if you're you're glad that you watched this movie for the first time, or if I'm it's delighted that you could pass on. I'm I glad am. That we didn't watch the Banana Splits movie. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I feel like. As bad as that movie probably is, I would not have had a good time with it. I was certainly because... surprised at how good this one was. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, like it was like genuinely like an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't know. I'm I'm just saying this might be a, a Halloween uh, mainstay for me. When we it might be a classic. Month. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like 
Jack Black is, I don't want to say he carries it, but like it, it's a big part of why it's so enjoyable for me. Like every time yeah. he's on screen, mm-hmm. I'm I'm living for it. But yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's a good flick, and I I just really don't like Zach at all. But pretty much all of the supporting cast is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like everybody, everybody does a great job, and also Zach is there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the twist? The, um, I mean, like the, the ending, the ending twist, the sequel hook. Uh, the the revenge. I mean, no, because that's that's the best part of a Goosebumps story is that there's that twist at the end. At the okay. he even says that there's the beginning, the the because of course R. L. Stein becomes the t- English teacher at the school, and he says there's three parts to his story: the beginning, the middle, and the twist. So if you want to know what the twist is, you gotta watch this flick for yourself. Um, so yeah, I have and you a should because it's a decent movie. Yeah, I have a, a theory about um, R.L. Stein here in this movie. First off, we do see the real R.L. Stein become the drama teacher, mm-hmm. which is fun. Also, they were doing The Shining, yeah. and there's a scene where Jack Black goes into the theater and he just sits on the stage and starts typing a the he, story. He has to, to write with the... a typewriter, and he sees The Shining set, and he's got this like round face and the glasses, and he's like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me!" It's it's too perfect. It's and yeah, it's also, not something. Go ahead. I was gonna say he also has that scene where he just goes off because uh, Zach like is like egging him on and saying that Stephen King is way better yeah. than Carl Stein. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, also uh, Zach does trash on Monster Blood, which is like you know the most egregious of sins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like like. Like he just goes off on 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 how R.L. Stein is is a garbage writer, and then uh, R.L. Stein turns around and starts yelling about how Stephen King wants what he has, <laughs> which is very good. Yeah, yeah. So so to see him on the the like the the set later of The Shining was very funny. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I have a theory that R.L. Stein in this movie, um, either before or after, also becomes the music theater and at the School of Rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> R- th- this. R. I mean, Stein, yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, why it's not? a continuity. So. Yes, of course. Except <laughs> that that would require that he got fired from the school. Well, he was lighting books on fire in the hallway. So yeah. That, but we did have this discussion at the end of the film is that, like, if you worked at, if you were, like, the head of a school that R.L. Stein was a teacher for, you let him do whatever he wants because yeah. he's R.L. Stein. Yeah, you know? Stein. Like, as long as no one died or got hurt, it doesn't matter. Well, got hurt is kind of a thing that happened to a lot of the people because of R.L. Stein. Mm-hmm. But, but that, was, that was before he became a teacher. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They didn't do much background check, I guess, which is, you know, lucky for R.L. Stein. Yeah. Real Lucky Stein. That's his name. Real Real Lucky. Real Lucky. Well, thank you both for watching this movie with me. Thank you all for listening. You can watch for new episodes by following us on Twitter at MockFootage. You can send an email to MockFootage at gmail.com. I want to take a moment here to say a big, big thank you to uh, Mark Youngerman for allowing us to use the song Ghost Ball for our temporary intro for spook spooktober spook spook footage halloween month um it's a really good fit i think and uh, i really appreciate it mark so thank you for that and thanks mark thanks mark
Thank you. Everyone say thanks, hey, Mark. Mark. Thank you. Hey, Mark. Thanks, hey, Mark. Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, for being, thanks for being chill. And thank oh, hi, you, Marvel, for joining us for this episode. Absolutely. I'm glad that we so uh, we were able to kind of like last minute change what movie we were doing and it worked out so well. Yeah, I was literally yeah. just about to say I'm glad that we didn't watch the Banana Splits movie. <laughs> Me because, too. Because here's the thing is that I would have cried. Mm-hmm. I would have. I and not know a it. good cry, a bad cry. No, bad cry. Like, not like a, no. oh, that was so touching. More like a, one, this movie isn't even redeemably good, and also I just had to watch uh, a Five Nights at Freddy's mascot murder a child or something. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, and I'm not a fan of that. We didn't have to do that. So thank you thank you for, for joining us. Uh, where can people find more of your things? Um. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, 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 I'm I'm on the Twitter, on the twitter.net.gov, uh, at Marble Cantus. So that's my name, Marble, and then Cantus, C-A-N-T-U-S. And that's where I keep all of my stuff, um, all of my internet jokes. All your skeletons. All my all the skeletons in my closet, and also the one inside of me, because I will remind you all that we have skeletons inside of us right, right now. now. Oh right this God. second. And I'm also at twitch.tv forward slash marble cantus same as my twitter at and i do streams uh question mark times per week and uh basically i'm on a big link's awakening kick so if you ever want to watch somebody play link's awakening for the 800th time in a row <laughs> you can um oh also have a sobbing fit over how cute evie is oh yeah that was a fun stream i was, was on a great on... stream yeah. we did let's go evie for the first time and, and I... it was so adorable yeah and if you press the x button you get to pull up a menu and then fall apart you get to, you get to pet evie and and she's so cute. Her name is Serotonin, and I love her so much. <laughs> Do you have any uh, any other podcasts that people should listen to, or none? None are coming to mind. Okay, cool. Well, oh yeah, uh, we, uh, there's uh, there's one one actually that comes to mind now that I think of it. Uh, it's called Bad Advertising. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you could find me and also Ray on Hello. Deck of Friendship. Uh, it is a podcast on the Lunar Light Studio Podcast Network in which we talk about uh, anime that have a real-life game component to them, such as Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, uh, uh, Scorpion King 2, Rise of the Warriors, specifically on Blu-ray, um, and more. Uh, just, you know, oh, they're also, like, friendship. Like, they got friendship as a central theme that's important, too. Um, and we're about to, uh, we're, we're finishing up, we're wrapping up our first season, which was the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! And we are going to move on to the hit four kids masterpiece, uh, Fighting Foodons. Um, so, so it'll be a good, it, it'll be a good place to jump in if you're new. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a good, it's a good heckin' show, in my humble opinion. Um, we have many goofs, many laughs. So, um, yeah, I, I would just, I would just, I would recommend it. It's a good, fun time. Um, and yeah, gay rights. Gay rights. Gay rights. All right. Uh, so typically we'll close off this show by I'll ask Gray or we'll ask the guests what our favorite line from the movie was, but I'm not going to do that this week because I know what everyone's favorite line from the movie was. Um, it was when you have a skeleton inside of you right now. Right now. now. <laughs> It's not from the movie. <laughs> yes, it is. Every character like stops Zack in his tracks to remind him that at all times there is a skeleton inside of his body. It's half of the movie, the entire plot of why Slappy is trying to kill everyone. 
He's upset that he doesn't have a skeleton inside of him right now. Where's my skeleton? Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm just reading Philosophical Trends in the Feminist Movement by Anuradha Gandhi. Why don't you have a seat and we'll discuss the shortcomings of Western feminism and how we can address these issues. Jo- and- Johnny! I- I- Johnny, what, what are you what? doing in my house? I- I'm-, I- I'm sorry, I-, I don't have a fireplace. I don't live in like a petite bourgeois like mansion with a fireplace. I have a mouth lung set up. I was going to look all cool. I have a smoking jacket. Listen, we, we-, we have to... This is an audio medium. They can't see all of this. We, if you, if you want to do a promo, why don't we just do a promo? Fine, because you know it's sexist for me to be doing it alone, anyways. Hi, welcome to Comradical. I'm Haley Rose, and this is my co-host Johnny Samuvati. This is an educational podcast about socialism and you. We take high-concept ideas and bring them down into more easily digestible humorous bits so that you can maybe get a handle on some of these theories. We go over how having a materialist understanding of the world around you can help make the world a little bit brighter for you and a little bit better for everyone else. We air every other Thursday only on Lunar Light Studio. So tune in. Seize the means. Stay calm, radical.